Well, we're in the Then Jesus Said series. Then Jesus Said. I think it would be a real tragedy if we ever got to the point where uh, we, we, we would never articulate it this way, but actually in our thinking it was just, that's just something Jesus said. You know, we would never say that, would we? But it's interesting when you just, you know, we read scripture, we uh, hear a lot about Jesus' teaching and stuff. If we're not careful, it can fade to grey a little bit. And that's why I've tried to focus on this series and just pick a few words because Jesus said a lot with little, didn't he? And, uh, and just pick, pick out some things that Jesus said that really make us re-engage who he is and what this faith journey is. Uh, you know, I think uh, many times we find ourselves in life in situations where we don't know the outcome. We don't know how it's going to work out. Come on, have you ever been there? You're in a situation, you don't know how it's going to work out. It's happened to me recently. I've, I, I've stepped back into my old trade of coach and motor painting and I've been painting an old car. Now, not just any old car. This is like a really nice old car. So it's got to be right. And I found myself um, just really, you know, going over and over and over again how is this gonna go? Like, do I still have it? And um, people around me seem to have more confidence in me than me. People saying, you'll be right, it's okay. And me thinking, I know that this is a perishable skill. This is all about, you know, intuition and feel and whatnot. And that's what, what, why trades are trades. They're just not that sort of, you, you just can't put them in a box. And so I really didn't know how it was gonna work out. Uh, you've probably had the same feeling when it comes to cooking. You know what I mean? Like most of the time when you cook, it sort of looks all right. Most of the time, doesn't it? Um, but you know that the proof is in the pudding, literally. Uh, the jury is out until you've done the taste test. And so we tend to live in that space of we're not really sure what the outcome is on a lot of different levels. What surprises me is when you see Jesus there. Where, where Jesus, the Son of God, seems to be unsure about what the outcome might be. And in Luke chapter 18, there's a, he, he gives us an analogy of who God is and how God is. And he tells this uh, story about an unjust judge and a widow. And I want to read it to us today. He said to them, in a certain city, there was a judge and he was not afraid of God. He did not respect people. A woman lived in that same city and her husband had died. And she came to the judge many times with a problem. Somebody's doing bad things against me. Please keep me safe from that person, she was saying. And for a long time, the judge would not do anything to help her. And later he thought, well, I'm not afraid of God, nor do I respect people, but this woman causes me trouble. And if I do not do anything for her, she will continue to come to me again and again, and she will make me ill. She's going to make me sick of her coming and requesting stuff. So I will help her to be safe. I will say that she is right. So he, he delivers this judgment. And then Jesus went on to say, this judge was not a good man. 
But you should think about what he said. He helped the woman because she caused him trouble. But as for God, he always helps those he has chosen to be his children. When they continue to ask him for help in the day and in the night, he will answer them. He will not wait. I tell you this. He will show you that they are right. He will help them quickly. I, the Son of Man, will return to earth. But will I find many people that still believe in me then or not? That's the easy version of the scripture, easy translation, easy English. The New King James, as Jesus says here, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? So the title of my message is, Then Jesus said, Will I find faith on earth? And it just seems remarkable to me that the jury is out for Jesus. I mean, think about who he is and what he did. What his mission was. His whole mission was that we would believe. In John chapter 20, the Apostle John says, I, I've written all these things down, everything that Jesus did. He basically says, and, and all the books of the world couldn't contain what he did, but the things I have recorded, I've recorded so that you may believe. Uh, John chapter 6, it's interesting, but the uh, teachers of the law come to him and they say, what may we do or what must we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. In other words, they were coming to him saying, Jesus, um, how do we do miracles? And he said to them, the greatest miracle you can do is to believe. So who gets the feeling that everything about Jesus is about faith? Everything about Jesus is about believing in him. Everything about our connection to God. Everything about our existence on the planet as image bearers of the Most High God has to do with faith and particular faith, believing in the Son of God. And yet he's not sure <laughs> when he comes back whether he'll find any. Don't you find that interesting? I find that a, a remarkable situation. And so let's have a little bit of a look at it. You know, basically, Jesus gave his life in faith so that we would believe. There are no guarantees for Jesus. You know, Levi actually articulated it when he was praying, but, but saw, Jesus saw through the pain and he saw us. Yeah. That was the step of faith he took. I will lay my life down with no guarantees anyone will care. But by faith I will do it, and my sacrifice of love will draw people to me. That was the step of faith that he took. And yet the jury is out for Jesus, and here's the reason. Because whether Jesus finds faith on earth or not is no longer up to him. It's up to us. It's no longer up to him. He has done everything that he could do to the point of laying his life down for us to reveal the love of God. For God so loved the world. So he has done everything he can do and now it's up to us 
whether Jesus finds faith on earth when he returns or not is entirely in our hands. So it is all about faith. And uh, uh, I guess when you look at this story, the thing to really note is the context that Jesus is giving this analogy of God is far better than a crooked judge, than a judge who really isn't a, a, you know, a good man at heart. God is far different to that. The context is, is trial and seeming to get no answers, wanting something, needing something, but, but this woman couldn't seem to get what she needed. For a long time, she had to struggle and she had to persist. But in the end, it came through. So when we talk about, or when Jesus says, will I find faith on earth? It's probably interesting to note the kind of faith he's looking for. Because there's different sort of expressions of faith. Have you noticed that? There's different ways of exercising faith. People have different faith for different things. And often, maybe in our context as a Pentecostal church, often, you know, it's faith for the miraculous. Every week, we pray for miraculous things to happen in this place as a church community. And honestly, every week, we get reports of great things happening. Um, So it's easy to assume, or it's easy to get an image in our mind that when we think faith, we think faith for the big stuff. But let's be honest, have you ever been intimidated by someone who's got faith for the big stuff? You get around them and they're just like the the go-getter, the conqueror, the breakthrough, and they get it. And they do. And they see it regularly. And it's like, oh, who am I? Oh, me of little faith, you know, against a mountain of faith. Faith for the miracles. Or or possibly even you, you, you meet people sometimes... And they're so intimate with God. They're so pure of heart. They can walk before God and they have such an intimate relationship with God. It's like they know God and God knows them. And that can be a little bit intimidating. It's like, man, I'm just just trying to survive. And they're going deeper and deeper. And it's like, I'm just trying to get out of bed and go to church. There's that kind of faith. Pursues God hard after it. I'm not sure that those are the kinds of faith. They're wonderful. They're beautiful. I'm not sure that's what Jesus was talking about. I wonder if the kind of faith Jesus was talking about is simply the persistent faith of a widow that even though she doesn't seem to get the answers, even though she's living with the contradiction... She just keeps turning up day after day, knocking on that door. You haven't forgotten about me, have you? You haven't forgotten about me, have you? Come on, who's ever felt forgotten? Who's ever felt like God left town? But you're still here. And that says something about your faith. There would not be anyone here who has walked with God for any length of time, any short length of time, who has not lived with a contradiction, who has not lived with a paradox. The promise says, but my life is. In my heart I want to, but I just can't seem. 
Where's the answer? There wouldn't be one of us who hasn't, you know, hit our knees and cried out, God! And it just doesn't seem to happen fast enough or in our time zone. There wouldn't be one of us. But, but you know, if you are still here, if there is anything, and I'm figuring I'm preaching to the converted today because you're here. If you're here with any sense of lean in, with any sense of hunger for God, with any sense of curiosity to continue to develop your relationship with him, to know him more on some level, then I wonder if that's exactly the kind of faith that Jesus is looking for. The faith of a persistent widow that in spite of things not going her way and certainly not going in her time frame, she is still faithfully turning up, turning up, turning up. This is hold on faith. Can I put it that way? If we've talked about miraculous faith. This is hold on faith. You know, if you're older here and you've walked with God for quite a while, you've really seen the ups and downs, but you're still here. If you're a young person here, you know, and again, there's just any sense of lean in, I've got to champion you because I look out around us and this world is pulling so hard through social media and entertainment and internet and the friendship groups and peer pressure and the drug culture and just everything that's happening, it is pulling so hard. If you're a young person who's still standing at the end of the day, you might not have it all together. You might not understand a tenth of it. But if by faith you're turning up and leaning in, you're the person that Jesus was talking about. And, you know, sometimes we compare ourselves to, to giants of faith and we can feel intimidated, but, but actually, you are doing better than you think. If you're just hanging in there, it might be the, by the skin of your teeth. It might be only three days a week and the other four you're just like, I don't know, I'm just walking away. And then you just somehow you pull yourself back and you just, I've just got to believe for another week. You are the person Jesus wants to see. <laughs> That's the faith that he's looking for. When God seems indifferent, when God seems unreasonable that kind of faith sometimes is all that's required I'll just hang up hang on and I'll turn up one more time sometimes that is the hardest thing to do it's the toughest faith to exercise ultimately maybe it is the only faith that's going to matter in the longer term Even Jesus said, some people are going to cast out demons and work miracles and all the rest. I'm going to say, I didn't know you. But people are just prepared to hang on and go, God, I trust you no matter what. So let's ask ourselves some questions just as we 
we close. Because, you know, there are many things in life that can disconnect our faith, hey? The ups and downs, the circumstances, the, you know, the paradoxes, that stuff is trying to break your grip on Jesus' garment. Holding on to the edge of his, edge of his cloak. You know, some of it that threatens to disconnect it, it's our own doing. Sin, dumb decisions, we get hurt, we get guilty, we feel shame, we disconnect exactly like Adam in the garden. Adam, where are you? I was hiding because I was ashamed. Some of it's just seasonal. I mean, have have a child, (laughs) that'll change everything. And you'll find yourself, you know, like once upon a time, I was like here and now I just, I don't even know whether I'm still a Christian, especially after I yell at them. Hey, Ange. And uh, no, no, sorry. I just heard you laugh at the wrong time. Just the seasons, business. And it just gets busy. And all of a sudden, if you're not careful, you can disconnect. Sport. How How many things does our world throw at us to give us an option to connection to God? Even in this whole COVID season. Sometimes it, it, it just takes a change of season. And I think the question we've really got to ask is, first question is, what does it take to shake my faith? What does it take to shake that persistent, I'll just hold on, I'm just holding on. I might not understand it, but I'm going through it and I'm going to hang on and I'm going to come out the other side and when Jesus sees me, I'm the face he's looking for. Might not have done some flash things, but I was faithful to the end. I I went through it and I came out the other side, still confident in my Saviour. Another question is, what is my default setting for faith? What's my default setting? When I'm pushed, which way do I fall? Do I fall to faith and trust or do I fall to to cynicism and, you know, brokenness? Because I think, you know, whichever way we're leaning in life, whatever our propensity is, because we all lean in life a certain way, well, when we get pushed, that's the way we fall. And I think we can choose whether we're just going to lean into faithfulness. No matter what I see, no matter what happens, God, I'm going to trust you. And we lean that way. And, and when push comes to shove, it pushes us in the right direction. Yeah. But for some people, it's like, I'm just never really quite in. I'm never, I haven't really settled the faith issue. My default setting is still neutral. Yeah. What's our default setting for faith? And the last question, can I be happy? And this is a big one for us. Can I be happy? Can I celebrate the simple hanging on faith that I have? as authentic, as powerful, and as pleasing to God. I might not be able to front up to Jesus with a big swag of miracles and I move mountains. I mean, that's awesome and we should try and do that. But hey, if that ain't you, you've got something he wants to see even more. You know, you might not be the most spiritual person, the the biggest spiritual giant who fasts and prays and seeks God. And that is a wonderful thing. But you do have something Jesus wants to see. It's just that persistent faith. No matter what I see, 
through the ups and downs and the seasons of life and the changes of life and the disappointments of life and the contradictions of life and the paradox I live with. 